Hey everyone, we talked here recently on how to boost courage. So today's topic will bring a different angle on how we can actually move forward in life despite the fears we have. I can't wait to get into today's topic. So bring your curiosity cap and let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Worthy Believer Show, where we choose to run after our courage and defeat self-limiting barriers with faith, resilience, and biblical truth. Hey, I'm Delma Monica, a Christ follower, wife, mom, and former six-figure corporate leader turned entrepreneur and now podcaster. I firmly believe that following God's guidance leads to authentic freedom and our fullest potential. If you're ready to embrace fear, get comfortable with being uncomfortable and make being brave a habit, let's do it because our God is guiding us every step of the way. Come on, let's dive straight into it. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today we're expanding on the topic of courage and I have a few tips to help you bravely move forward in spite of your fears. So let's dive straight into it. Tip number one, making courage a part of your life. Start small. It doesn't have to be anything too big. It doesn't have to be anything drastic. It can actually be something very simple and very small. What I mean by small is start by doing something that is a little outside of your comfort zone that scares you. For example, a new hobby or speaking up in a meeting. Now that you're doing this and when you're doing this, be sure to surround yourself with people that believe in you and that are going to help you in this process. Somebody that is going to support you as well is going to help you take it to the next level. Also focus on your values when you're trying to build your courage, because if you're clear on your values and if you're clear on what's important to you, this will give you the drive and the determination to pursue courage with those techniques in mind. So take time to reflect on what matters to you because it's going to help you walk towards building courage and make it part of your life on the daily basis. Tip number two, practice on getting comfortable with the idea of failure. Change your mindset towards failure. So instead of viewing failure as a negative outcome and something fearful, try to see it as an opportunity to learn and grow. Remember that failure is a natural part of the learning process and it can actually lead to bigger successes in the long run. Is it risky? Yes, it is risky. But if we embrace it, we will actually take our courage to the next level. So let's start by taking small risks that won't have major consequences. And if it doesn't pan out, then it doesn't pan out and it's nothing major. If it fails, it's not the end of the world. And this exercise has ultimately helped you build your courage. It's like a muscle. We need to be able to work on our muscles on the day to day, be able to help build those muscles as we continue to to grow. As you're doing this, don't forget to celebrate when you are making progress and you are taking steps forward. So get used to the idea of failure and then start embracing it. It'll help you ultimately grow to the next level. Even if you don't achieve the desired outcome or a goal that you have in mind, I would still want to encourage you to celebrate the effort that you put forward because recognizing the progress that you've made and the lessons that you learned, it's going to help you build that courage. So embrace imperfection. Okay, y'all, perfectionism, this is something big, this is something major, and it can be a huge barrier that is going to hold us back. So let's not worry about everything being so perfect. Let's focus on moving forward. Let's focus on getting comfortable with failure. Accept that you're not perfect. Nobody is perfect. And that you are all going to make mistakes. So in a nutshell, focus on the progress, not perfection. You can turn failures into opportunities for growth and success. The third tip that I want to leave with you is dare to be 
different. Identify what makes you unique. Take some time to reflect on who you are and how God made you. Identify your strengths, identify what your weaknesses are, and reflect back on your life experiences. What is it about you that sets you apart from others and what makes you stand out? We all have unique gifts. We all have unique callings in life. You know, let's embrace them. Let's be bold with them and let's let them shine. Embrace your quirks. Don't be afraid to show people your personality, even if it's unconventional. So your quirks, your habits, your personality are what makes you, you. They're what makes you unique. Be proud of it because there's no one else like you. Be comfortable and and confident with your ideas. Don't shy away from sharing your ideas, even if they're different from what others are saying. Who knows? Maybe you're the only one in the room that's brave enough to share the idea that you're thinking. Having confidence in your own ideas, what's the worst they can say? No. When you're sharing a new idea, okay, fine. You're being told no. Move forward, build on it, figure out a common ground, right? The next tip that I have for you is to be honest and share your struggles. So by sharing your challenges with others, it breaks down stigmas and it helps promote vulnerability, which is something that is needed in today's culture. I don't with, with this whole Snapchat filters and Snapchat um, ideas on Instagram and images, everything seems perfect. And, and everybody has this facade and, and vision that everybody's life is a certain way. But in reality, it's something else a lot of times. It's only a snap. It's only a moment in their life. For us to be vulnerable and be able to share with others, it's going to be beneficial in many ways, not only for you, but for others that may be going through something that is a similar experience. If they've gone through and they've lived through a particular experience that you're going through and you're struggling with in life, maybe it opens a door for you them to be able to help you because they've already lived through similar experiences and they can help you. They can probably give you different perspectives and ideas that you haven't thought of or heard of before. So I want to encourage you to identify a trusted friend or a therapist who can help you feel comfortable with sharing your struggles. And if you confide in them, that they will help you grow. So again, start small by sharing something small and then work your way up to bigger and better things or bigger and better concepts as time goes by. So being vulnerable is a strength. It's not a weakness. The emotions don't always line up nicely all the time, but the statement ultimately it's true, right? So if you're having trouble opening up, I would encourage you to attend a small group or a Bible study where others are being open and transparent as well. And before you know it, you'll be sharing. The next step that I have to offer is uh, don't text, be brave. We live in a digital age where it is so easy to go to our cell phones, our iPads, our laptops, you know, anything that we have as far as an electronic device, it's these devices are used for everything. We send emails, we Google, we search something on it, we pull it up for a GPS direction. It's a tool we use daily. And it's something that we typically take with us everywhere that we go. Cell phones are convenient. They're so easy to use. It's the norm right now. The more time that goes by, the more we're behind a screen. So we have to be intentional on how we use it and, and everything that, it, that comes with it. So that being said, it's really easy to send a hard message or an important message by text or email. And not all messages should be sent through an electronic device or communication. It's important to have sensitive conversations or face-to-face simply because it's more effective. An electronic message can be misconstrued or misinterpreted so easily. 
And that defeats the purpose and it easily causes conflict. So have a courageous conversation in person because it's way better than text. So a couple things that I wanted to share when it comes to this is the fact that your tone, if you are meeting with somebody and you're having a conversation with them, your tone, your body language that you're giving out, the tone in your voice, your facial expression, it says a lot when you're in person and you get to read and gauge these items in a conversation. If you're not in person, you miss the opportunity and this can lead to misunderstandings and it can also lead to unhappy or offended feelings. Clarity is something else that you might miss out on. So text messages or emails can be vague or confusing, especially when discussing complex or difficult topics. For me personally, my thought process is very methodical. So sometimes I can get in the details or I'll get stuck in the details if something is left out. So that opens up a whole lot of questions for me and it leaves me with ambiguity at times or uncertainty at times and then I'm left to either assume and fill in the gaps which is not good. You don't want to leave open-ended questions. You don't want to have unfinished conversations pending especially if it's something that is urgent or important. Have the face-to-face conversation so that you can get clarity on exactly what it is that you're trying to accomplish. That way everyone is on the same page and you're not stuck in an awkward position trying to figure out what to to do. The other advantage is the connection, right? Text can feel so impersonal and distance, whereas having a conversation in person allows you to have the connection a little deeper and more meaningful. So if you're having a conversation in person, you're looking at them in the eyes, you're laughing, you're smiling, you're observing firsthand what they're experiencing in this conversation with you. So that type of conversation and connection is deeper than a text. If there's something that's off, then you're going to pick up on that and you're going to tap into that immediately versus having time go by and things not be sad. When that happens, it's not going to be in your favor. The unsaid things will have emotions attached to them and those emotions will grow and it can be intense by the time you actually get to a point where you can speak about it. So the goal is to be present, observe others while you're meeting with them face to face in person and how they're receiving the message or how you're communicating with each other, right? So if they have their arms open and they're smiling, that, those are good signs that they're actually open and receptive to this conversation. But if their spirits are unhappy and they do not seem receptive, maybe it's not a good conversation, right? And this is where it's to your benefit to have it in person because you want it to be a productive conversation. You want to reach and have a deeper connection I and mean, you want to make progress and you want to resolve the conversation in person and addressing it immediately. And this is where sending it in text will not be beneficial. One of the last things that I kind of wanted to touch on is having respect, right? So having the courage to have conversation in person also shows that you value them and the other person's thoughts and their opinions and what they have to contribute towards the conversation or the topic that you are meeting about. It takes that time to sit down with them and to show them that you value them and their perspective and what you're working towards the mutual thing that is happening and we want to make sure that we're making progress 
and not kind of going in circles. So the next time you find yourself reaching for your phone to send a text message, consider having the face-to-face conversations, especially in hard conversations. It may be hard, it may be challenging, but it can also lead to a greater understanding and stronger relationships. So that's it. That wraps it up for today's content. Now I want to hear from you. What's one takeaway that you learned from today and plan on implementing in your life? I'd love to hear from you. And you can find me through social media, through my free Facebook page, Delma Monica SEC. That's also tied to my Instagram. Or you can actually find out more about me at worthybeliever.com. So please come and comment. I want to hear from you. I want to see how you have personally been impacted by this. Feel free to share on my Facebook page or my Instagram or this message. It supports me and I really appreciate it. I can't wait to hear from you. Thank you so much for your time. God bless. If you found this podcast helpful, make sure to leave a good review.